1: The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa. Good Friday morning tune is a
2: numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the v Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course the DK Network. However you are taking us in, we do appreciate it on a football Friday. Football, football, football. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlitt live from Bar Canada at the D. Kelly, it's Hattonin. You What's up, good? man? What's happening? How are you doing? Oh, man. What, I, F- Fridays are great because Matt Brown will hang with us mm-hmm. just to talk NFL for he a even few seconds. He showed up early
3: for some reason today.
2: He was worried about the F1 traffic, he said. He,
3: said <laughs> he showed the, up like a half hour early.
2: <laughs> it's like the closer we get to the race, he's more worried to get get here on time.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that logic works, right? It, shouldn't it be as we get closer to the race, more major road construction is finished and done? Well, based on how far behind they
2: are on construction, you are correct. Okay. Yes. If they were all
3: about it I didn't and actually, on top of it, I, I Matt's I, theory would have been right. I guess I didn't actually. Are we behind on construction? I just gave it the eye test. Okay. okay. We look like we're behind. I just thought it was like the, what if we put an F1 race in the middle of the strip? What could go wrong? <laughs> and now it's like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to work through.
2: Hey, have people coming to town I'm like you, you shouldn't come to town. You really shouldn't. Just wait.
3: Just uh, wait. I, few weeks. You know maybe, I know. many tweets and stuff yeah. we've gotten either oh, from yeah. the show or whatever people letting us know, hey, they're coming in town before they're avoiding that weekend specifically? Yeah, you should. As, you should.
2: as they yeah. should. As they should. We will talk uh, NFL with Matt Brown this hour. We'll go to college football with the Bear, Chris Felica, and of course Dr. Bob. I hope Dr. Bob uh, understands he has double duty this week. He was on the Megapod yesterday. He was outstanding uh, with Will Hill, Todd Wishadam, and myself. Uh, so we'll talk college football with him as well. And then Jason Weigart from Under a Cloud of Smoke because Kelly. Special Numbers Game investigation reveals that the World Series begins tonight. I don't know if you know that. No? I you do. Know? You do. Yes. Okay. I'm just curious. It wasn't rhetorical. By the way, this you know what this matchup needed? 2 days off for everybody to stew on to stew on it. What's wrong? You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. We're okay, okay. We're right. just making sure you're all right. Having communication. I'm just issues. doing a show over here. Don't <laughs> you worry about it. I'll just roll. All right. Uh, last <laughs> night, let's start with uh, football. Last night, before we get to baseball, uh, Buffalo Bills twenty-four, Tampa Bay Buccaneers eighteen in the ultimate you know i call this stuff plinko in the nfl uh the price is right game for those who don't know the analogy where the uh, the metal chip uh bounces from rung to rung and then speeds up at the end and then it falls into any slot that it just randomly falls into that's betting pre-flop ats in the national football league not only was this plinko this was literal plinko as we had deflections and balls bouncing off helmets and somehow, and I do mean somehow, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get the money, even though they lose this football game, 24 to 18. Uh, Bills, you know, I don't want to use the word dominated, though some would say they dominated. At least in terms of total yards, they did 427 to 302. So in that sense, they dominated the football game. But essentially, this was it was 10 to nothing Bills, then it got tied up at 10 to 10. But the Bills had a 24 to 10 lead. Within the first five minutes of the second half, and at that point when they matriculated the ball down the field and took that two touchdown lead, two things entered most folks' mind, which is, oh, okay, well the Bills just going to run away with this. They were, you know, anywhere between nine, nine and a half, ten point favorites at the end of this uh, betting arc, if you will, prior to the game. They're going to run away with this, and oh, by the way, this is also going to soar over. Because the total was anywhere between 43 and and 41.5. There was actually some 41.5s earlier in the week, so depending on where you got this. Nobody scored a darn thing until the very end of this one. (laughs) It's just unbelievable. There's an array of punts and uh, questionable punts decisions, by the way, uh, in some cases. And it came down to Tampa Bay getting the football back with 10 minutes and five seconds left in the game, down 24 to 10. So you're still down the two touchdowns. They started at their own eight yard line. This drive was <laughs> 17 plays, 92 yards, and took seven minutes and 41 seconds of the most non-urgent minutes you will ever see in your life from a team down two touchdowns. Yep. And by the way, the drive, which ended up being, as I said, 17 plays, was extended by two defensive penalties on fourth downs an illegal contact and a face mask penalty on fourth downs and so when you thought the bucks were off the field this was going to end probably 24 to 10 they just kept going and so (coughs) pardon me just getting over it if you had the buffalo bills uh laying the points in this this was just that that was bad enough the two defensive penalties to extend it and then with uh with the the bottom line is on the on the back end of this drive mayfield to evans off of a christian off of christian benford's helmet from 24 out uh then they went that was the touchdown and then they went for two by the way that was also tipped by jordan poyer went from mayfield to kate otten your final score 24 to 18 though buffalo did have to withstand a hail mary i should point out at the end of this game a hail mary that if you could have bet on no one will touch the hail mary and it will hit the floor it will hit the ground before anyone touches it you would have cashed big plus money there too the other little point of this. So, by the way, if you're a if you're a Bills backer, my condolences to you. If you're a over player who didn't have the forty one and a half and had the worst of the the total, my condolences to you as well. Uh, I do want to point out one other thing. For those who listen to the Megapod, we had uh, the great Stevie Fezzik on week one of the Megapod, and me and Will got in a debate with Fezzik and Todd. Fezzik made the outlandish claim at the time that not only did he invent the question mark, but that he also thought that 80% of the teams in the NFL now understood that if they're down 14, they should take the two-point conversion. I questioned that aggressively. Will and I were like, there's no way it's 80%. We've kind of tracked this this year. It's about 50%. So it's still higher than I thought it was. Well, that was my guess. (laughs) Fifty. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> by the way, it might even be a tick ahead of, 50, uh, a tick north of fifty percent. It's not eighty. We were right that it's not eighty. But Todd Bowles did it last night. Mm-hmm. Todd Bowles is not exactly the poster child for who you would think would would be analytics, progressive, forward thinking kind of guy. Uh, so twenty four to eighteen, it ends up, and I don't know all of that in the wash, Kelly. What's your? Isn't the biggest takeaway from this just from a from a helicopter viewpoint? Uh, the Bills are just kind of. Kind of just lollygagging through the early middle portion of the schedule.
3: Here's my... Big massive takeaway from this game last night. Josh Allen went thirty-one for 40, 324 yards passing, three total touchdowns, forty-one rushing yards. What is wrong with Josh Allen, though? There's something clearly wrong. Well, with Josh Allen,
2: there was a point in that game where it looked like he might not be able to go. Yeah. He had to go in the tent. Kyle Allen was uh, warming up at that point, uh, but Josh never missed a snap in this ball. So game. this
3: is, but this is an this is an arm thing that's been going on all year. He was on the injury report early, earlier in the year with this stuff. Um, I thought, man, it might've been a little bit of slightly irresponsible reporting. I thought on the broadcast last night was some of the things they were saying, uh, about Josh Allen in the arm and how he couldn't raise it during a celebration and stuff. And I didn't really know exactly what that had to do with an injury right away when they were saying that. But I do think there is, you look at some of his rushing numbers this year, they're not making him run the ball more and, uh, or they're not having him run the ball as much as he usually is. Uh, In years past, and I I don't know about you, Gil, but this is kind of like Lamar. Like You're not going to turn Lamar Jackson into a pocket pocket passer and go win a Super Bowl. You're not going to turn Josh Allen, as good as his arm is, into a pocket passer and go win a Super Bowl. And if they're concerned about him getting hit, I'm concerned about betting on this team uh, going forward.
2: They're five and three. Now with 17 game NFL schedules, that's not quite the halfway mark. We get that, but it's essentially that. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it in your mind's eye and you're like, okay, Buffalo Bills, what's the, what's their appropriate record? Wouldn't it just be, you'd be like, yeah, five and three. Yeah. That's exactly what yeah, they should be. Exactly. That's exactly what yep. they are. You are what your record is, or yeah, something I mean, like that. Bill Parcells once said.
3: The defense has gotten beaten up, and that's you know if they get some guys back, I think this team can still be really good. But I've I've got quarterback but, concerns. But they're not Same getting. But
2: they're not getting some of right. these guys back, yeah, right? Some of those guys are not coming back. Yeah, Milano and Tre'Davious White. It's just it's a tough situation in Buffalo, in terms of thinking of them as a legit Super Bowl contender. Which three four weeks ago, after they had crushed three teams in a row by, you know, hefty double digit numbers. We weren't talking that way. But, boy, they have just been uh, sort of a middling team since then. So the Bills get the win, but the Bucks backers get the money on just a ridiculous – like, I don't even know what I was watching down the stretch of that game. Just a a plodding 17-play, 92-yard drive that took 741 off the clock. Uh, Baseball does resume tonight. World Series game number one. In the interest of being thorough, uh, we should point out it's Arizona at Texas tonight for all the marbles. For those of you who have futures like Steven Vegas, who has Texas to beat Arizona in an man, I know you are locked into this. Rangers game one price is not quite what the series price is. It's a little shy of that, but we're showing minus 152, uh, plus 142 on the Diamondbacks on the dime line on the comeback for game one tonight. It is Zach Gallon going up against Nathan Eovaldi of the Rangers. Eovaldi has been just unbelievable in this postseason, really just sort of uh, drifting off previous postseason seasons for him, but you know, right before right before the postseason, he had, if you recall again, we weren't thinking of him this way. He had some starts, uh, namely against the Seattle Mariners, where he, he went five and he gave up five earned runs, then he went three and a third at Seattle. He gave up seven earned runs. So he went into the postseason and everybody thought, oh, this guy's not gonna be able to uh, to perform but Evaldi found that postseason magic. He's four and zero in the postseason. Uh, game two in the wild card round against the Rays. Uh, He pitched in the ALDS against the Orioles game three. Those were a pair of seven to one Rangers wins. He got the win in both of those. Then game two and game six of the ALCS against the Astros, where the Rangers got both of those wins. So he's four and oh with a two point four two ERA in those games. Twenty eight K's against just four free passes and a zero point nine six whip the whip. Uh, Zach Allen, not so much, even though he was a uh, Cy Young candidate in the National League to some extent this year. Uh, two and two this postseason, but a an ERA north of five with 13 Ks against nine walks and a whip near 1.5 at 1.48. So, uh, and he started with two nice wins, both in the, in the wild card uh, round and the uh, DS, but then in the uh, National League Championship Series against the Phillies, he lost twice. Uh, so, no shame in that, but Eovaldi is the appropriate favorite. I got nothing in game one. I got nothing, nothing on the series. Yeah. I'll
3: have to wait for Weingarten. What, am I supposed to watch a baseball game tonight without a bet on it? Oh, you, come on. He'll have a
2: bet. I'm sure he'll have a bet. I just don't. Just because it's there doesn't mean I'm embedded. Uh, and I don't on this one. This is appropriately priced to me. Matt Brown joins us on the other side to talk National Football League. Our picks as well. Football on a numbers game at VC, the Sports Betting Network.
1: VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: With all four major sports in action, there's no better time of year to be a sports better. And with our new Sports Equinox special, there's no better time to become a VSEN Pro subscriber. Sign up now and get a full VSEN Pro access package to everything we do through May 1st for only $120. That includes daily best bets, unlimited access to our betting splits, plus all our exclusive betting content for the MLB playoffs, college football, the rest of the NFL season, March Madness, the NBA and NHL regular seasons, and the NFL draft. Don't miss this limited time offer. Visit VSEN.com com slash subscribe to sign up now. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, producer number nine, so much more than a producer, live from Bar Canada at the D. And this time, each and every Friday, we are uh, thrilled to have the host, uh, the co-host of the handle, along with uh, Mike Somich here at the network with us, and the host of the All Angles podcast, which he does twice a
4: week. Where all podcasts are available. It's Matt Brown, everybody. How you doing, Mateo? Our apologies to the all angles listeners as we started out this week 0-1. Uh, so uh, apologies to everybody out there. I did have the over 42 and a half in that game last night. So uh, Brutal. Yeah, pretty, pretty pretty brutal on the on the uh, final outcome there. But it is what it is. We move on. Hey, it can only get better. You know, it can only get better this week. Good spin.
2: Yeah. Good spin. Yeah. Uh, you see Kelly's, uh, first of all, before we get to the football pace, do you see Kelly's calf,
4: by the way, from our field goal kicking escapade? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I got a good look at it. It's saw the other day. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I mean, here's the thing. It could have been worse. That's could, how I look at it. Yeah. Have, <laughs> yeah. I guess it could have. I, mean, yes.
3: I, I could have fully torn my calf. Well, well I mean, yeah. you
4: grabbed at the back of your, like, as, as if it were an Achilles. We thought it immediately, yep. okay. Yeah. Kind of hilarious, but not hilarious <laughs> because it's like, it, because it's like, you know, Gil with the Achilles every, we, all we talk about is yeah. all these Achilles injuries and we're kinda like, Oh my god, Kelly on a f- fielding a punt like is is gonna tear his Achilles. That's and why happen. it was
3: good to have Gil there. Like Gil put me through all the checks immediately. He yeah. cleared immediately. me immediately. This, this, we cleared this, was, the this was true. We were like yeah. you know what, okay,
4: that's that's out of the yeah. way uh, now, it could be a ton of other terrible things. But that is at least <laughs> out of the, right. that is at least out of the equation. <laughs> it was we're like we're what there.
3: do the three of us know yeah. about? Well, one of us knows about Achilles. Yeah. We're like well, well,
4: that, well, that, well, what's some of these other buzz injuries? Is this a Liz Frank injury? You have right now. Like, is this what's going on?
3: Like, no, no. Okay, just, we can rule that out. Let's go. Just a reminder, though, to everybody out there who sees, have has watched that field goal video. The one, the portion of it where it says Matt's made field goals. There is at least one or two in there where I am still dying behind him, yeah. like ten yards no. back. Gil yeah. is tending to me, tending, and Matt's just just drilling through listen, field goals. <laughs> listen,
4: listen, I had to prove it to myself. Okay, I had to. I needed some validation. I just, I needed to do it. it was Once the- I found out, you were fine. It was just like, you know, it was like...
2: Matt, he couldn't wait to tell you, I made that last one. (laughs) Kelly's writhing in pain. Uh, Anyway, Uh, the the video went over well. It's good stuff. All right, so you had the over yesterday. Again, 24 to 10, less than five minutes into the second half. It looked like it would soar over that. It did not. And so we come to Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your... Of all your plays, give us your number one to start with. Okay, let's talk about ones that you could probably
4: still... Get yes, let's like do that. At least in the realm of possibilities with the numbers, I still I still like Seattle this week, and and I know that number's gone and it's on the other side of three. But Cleveland, it, I understand that the defense is good, but they're not going to be able to score any points. I mean, like we, their quarterback situation is maybe the worst in the NFL right now. When you, it doesn't matter who they run out there because it's just like nobody can perform. Weirdest thing ever with this Deshaun Watson thing too. We were like cruising down the road of of maybe worst contract ever. So he, you know we were we're doing that.
2: Yeah, for sure. But we, we got into this a little at the end of the Megapod yesterday because I have said, "Boy, this is this is a little odd." And Kelly, I want to say I don't want to speak for you. Was a little more aggressive with it, where you're like, "Oh, I think there's a bigger story here." My what I'm trying to say with this is. Just the way that the injury was rolled out to us was very odd. Yes. Are you suggesting... I'm going to Kelly now. Are you suggesting that you think there might even be something else going on?
3: Um, I don't want to necessarily say that. Okay. It was just more the... I I felt like I I felt like I was the only one wondering about this like in week two week three when they were being weird with it with injury stuff and Deshaun Watson and you know as soon as Watson what was it, the Ravens game right where he got cleared for that before didn't yeah. play in it and then they went on the buy and then nobody would talk about it from the team and then they like made Deshaun Watson go up there and speak to speak to reporters about it and he didn't really say anything, it's. That's right. Like, I have major, major questions about the near future of Deshaun Watson and the near future of Josh Allen. I just don't know how healthy these guys
2: are. Not to knock you off your your soliloquy here, but that's beyond this game that's sort of like we exactly. don't know exactly we should yeah. yeah
4: i mean i mean it's something we still have to look at the the macro with these teams right and i mean i think that that's a, a big thing with the browns if you don't know who's going to be playing quarterback how can you how, how can you in the, at all think that this isn't basically a two-team division at this point I, i'm still not bought in on the steelers and and that's that's just me maybe they fix something in the buy on the offense maybe deontay johnson being back out there is going to be enough to make this team be able to get up and down the field that that's to be played out. But if you can eliminate the Browns, which by the way, I had the Browns in our little preseason stuff. It's a, it's a playoff team, you know, but if you can eliminate them now, you start to look at this North and you go, okay, the Ravens are good for sure. But what if Joe Burrow's fixed, right? What if, whatever, is it worth putting in a four to one or over four to one on Cincinnati right now to take the North? Because if you can take the Browns out of the equation, I don't buy into the Steelers anyway. So now it's a, a head-to-head essentially between Cincinnati and Baltimore. That's, I'll take the, it's, it's a number player, right? But I would take the over four to one on Cincinnati in that scenario, but... Again, it depends on what you think about Pittsburgh. I necessarily am not bought in quite yet on on all that. I don't think. I honestly don't think Pickett is 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 the dude. They're so the worst yeah.
3: four and two team that ever was or ever will be until I sit here next year We're, and say there's a four and two. I said team that yesterday.
2: Team. So we didn't have Aaron shots here, but I wonder if he would have them as the worst four and two team ever in his DBOA. But you, so you're laying the three and a half with well, Seattle.
4: So Kelly and I do this little program. Did this little program this past week in which. Uh, as the lines are coming out, yeah. we are live reacting and then putting in bets as, as this goes. So, this is on the other side of three for me. So, it's a two and a half for me. Um, oh, but, well, I see. But even at three and a half... I,
3: I agree. Yeah.
4: Like, even at three and a half, I would still... I, I know it's not optimal. You always want to get the best of the number. We preach that. And we, we, we scream about this here on the network. But... There are people who are watching this today who had made a single bet, and so if that were the case, I would still be more I would still be more inclined to, to to lay the three and a half than I would be to take it with Cleveland because even if Cleveland can dirty this game up with the defense and they can kind of m- make it a a slog. It, I just don't see a path to victory from a scoring standpoint on Cleveland's side. I mean, and now the Jerome Fort, now the backup of the backup is is mm-hmm. beat up and all this. It's just it's a it's a bad situation there for them.
2: The uh, the total in that game, by the way, is 38, which is not even or even some 37 and a half out there, which is not even close to being the lowest total of the, of the yeah. week in the NFL. That belongs to uh, the Falcons and the Titans at 35. There's actually another game in between them as well, um, which has a total in the. Uh, in the 30s, which is the Giants and the Jets at 36 and a half, 37.
3: Real quick on this game, Matt, do you think uh, Brown Seahawks, you know, Kenneth Walker, pretty questionable. Do you think if he, do you think he's going to get ruled out or play, or if he does get ruled out, do you think that could have maybe move this back to three for some people?
4: I mean, maybe, I'm not too worried about that for my personal handicap. I mean, I know Charbonnet is not Kenneth Walker, but they've got guys that can come in and they've got guys that can fill in. and, 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 And quite honestly, if you look at this, the Browns, for whatever reason, the the secondary has been where you can kind of get them here lately. And so I, I expect more of a pass-heavy approach anyway from Seattle. So the Kenneth Walker thing doesn't really affect my handicap all that much.
2: Last thing on this, because we do our power rankings as so many mm-hmm. people do. And when Kelly and I do it, it's sort of like, you know, it's the, the top seven teams are fairly agreed upon. Mm-hmm. After that, it becomes more of a... Uh, a Difference in opinion, where do you have the Seahawks in yours? Yeah, so and where do you have the Browns for that matter? Me, <laughs>
4: guys, I don't know if you <laughs> right know Right now. Or not. Gil
3: has, let's see, yeah, I got him eight and nine. Okay, I have the Seahawks nine and the Browns like 11, 12. Cause yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, and you have, yes, eight and nine, eight and nine. Seahawks eight. Browns All right, nine. so but, it, but
2: it's a it's sort of one of these. Well, who else am I gonna put there?
3: Kind Chiefs, of. Eagles,
4: Niners, Dolphins, Ravens, uh, Jags, Cowboys. Oh, wow. That's Jags. The one. Okay. All right. Uh, Jags were by 10. Bills, Lions, since Seahawks 11. Seahawks 11.
2: Yeah. Browns where? Do you know?
4: Yeah. So Browns are down at... Ch- ch- Brown down. Browns are down at 14, mainly because I still was at the t- I, So I did this on Monday, right? So yeah. I was still under the maybe the impression that Deshaun Watson was still going to be a right. quarterback yeah. in the NFL. I would probably downgrade them a little bit more at this point, given what we know, which is like he doesn't even really know when he's coming yeah. back. So at that point, I can't look at him kind of at it, all. And do you still have the notion
2: that w- when he does come back, whenever that day is, shorter or far, that he is
4: that much better than what we're seeing? <sighs> it would be the most epic collapse of talent maybe that we've seen. Like, yeah. it, much more rapid than any of these other ones that we've seen yeah. ever. Because, again, two and a half years ago, yes. if, if you said, who are the top five quarterbacks in the NFL? He's in everybody's mm-hmm. list. Oh, He's in course. literally in everyone's list. Of course, list. sure. To think that we were are now talking about this guy being washed – Not coming off of a major injury. That's the crazy thing. Right, It's like it'd be different if we're going, yeah, okay, well, shoulder injury or knee injury used to be mobile now. He's not, et cetera. You know, all the things like that. Like, no, it just... He just didn't play, and well, while he was not playing, he forgot how to play. Yeah. It's crazy. Didn't mean to sidetrack you like no, that. No, 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 no. This is good yeah. conversation.
2: This is a good conversation. Because we got into it with Dr. Bob yesterday. Like, what team do you uh, have higher than the, the rest of the conventional wisdom? What team do you lower? The team he had higher was the Patriots, which I found interesting. So it's always interesting to hear where people land on those, not really the elite or the bottom, where they land on the uh, the middle. <laughs> and
4: I would be lower probably on the Patriots than everybody else. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's higher on them.
2: We'll come back. More of Matt's pay- for the weekend, week eight in the National Football League. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
1: numbers game on V-CEN, the sports betting
2: network. Let's talk about Zen nicotine pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one, but Zen nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your Zen at your local convenience store or online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Matt, did you want to add anything to that read at all? I think you've
4: done very, very well. zy Thank you.
2: Appreciate it. Uh, that's Matt Brown, everybody. He's the host of uh, the All Angles podcast. And of course, the handle here, Weekends at the Network, talking football with us. How's, how's your NFL season gone so far, by the way?
4: It's been good. Last week could have been a disaster. And then the afternoon rallied for us, which was good. Morning was not good. Afternoon was good. So got back to. Got back to about normal uh, there, but it's it's been good so far. I haven't, you know, and this was strictly just a a product. This is wasn't a fundamental change on my end. It was just strictly a product of kind of how I view these teams and how things are going this 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 season, which has changed drastically for me this week. But hadn't been a ton of like are situations because of the way that just the, the the lines have come out, the way that the injury news has trickled out, the way that I view a lot of these teams where I think that the range of outcomes is so incredibly wide that I didn't want to get involved with all that. And then, of course, then I have five different ones this, you know, this week, which just was all kind of anchored around the Bills, which it, it, I, I yeah. want to point this out. So, this is a unique situation this week, which I thought was a good one for people to take advantage of if they were going to play a bunch of teasers this week, which was, we always want information as soon as humanly possible, which we talk about, you know, you see it last night, right? With the going for two and, you know, then you know, okay, if we score a touchdown we can get a kick extra point win the game, like we're, if you play poker, the best reason to, to be on the button is because everyone has to act in front of you and you know, you've, you've got as much information as possible by the time you have to act. Well, I really like the Bills as a teaser like this week, right? And taking them down to two and a half. So then I just paired them up with a bunch of all the other ones in, in throughout the course of the week. And guess what? If the Bills leg loses, then I can I can just re-up, right? And like whenever we come in on Sunday. But I would have the information already there, right? I would already know as opposed to, to pairing up a bunch of these other legs that I like. I could go ahead and just pair it up with the Bills and know if I've got a winning leg already. And if that's not the case and the Bills would have lost for me, I could come in and then redo some of these in other fashion, you know, somewhere along it's like, the way. So, so it's a,
3: like when you're down 14 and you go for two after the first touchdown. He said
2: that at the beginning yeah. of that. He said that. Um Matt Brown right here, by the way. Yeah. He, he's a, uh, yeah. But so but that's a good point, what you just said. So it wasn't because you liked the Bill's leg the most necessarily. Right. It was because it was the f- chronologically the first.
4: It was it, it gave me a chance to either be in a great position like I am right now, which is a leg already home, yeah. heading into a bunch of other legs that I think are are you know at least fairly likely to get there or if i bust out and crap out which this is not a strategy for everybody cuz some people's risk tolerance isn't as high as mine but right. if i crap out early on I can come back in and kind of re up mm-hmm. on some of these that I do like a little bit better than some of the others. So that's y- kind of why I've like got bills attached to all of these other ones throughout the uh, course of the week. As a practice, you're usually king one team with all your teasers, though. Do you, a lot of times, yeah. yeah a lot of times. Yeah. This was just a very unique situation in which yeah. you know it happened to be on a Thursday, so we get so much information ahead of time, which just made it great. And you know would have been terrible had this. <laughs> <not> <laughs> would have been terrible had it not gotten home. But you know it's uh,
3: it's there for us now. Uh, yeah, I'm the opposite this week because I've got multiple tied into the Lions, so it's uh, mm. watching everything play out until Monday night that you get to sweat really hard.
2: You've yeah. got you've got the Bills, yeah, so you'll have it all. I'll end up with yeah. that. Uh, you've got the Bills paired
4: with the Vikings, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Lions. And I have to be honest, this is, might be just a complete blind spot in me this week, but I love every single one of those legs. Like, I mean, I honestly, like I love every single one of those.
2: Kel- legs. Kelly and I did our teaser segment and we kind of felt the same yeah, way. We're yeah. like, uh, which one of these loses? And usually it's the opposite. We're like, okay, yeah, yeah. which are the you only can spot. it Right. Yeah. yeah,
3: You know, the landmine. Yeah. And- Especially all the chalky favorites. Right. And that's kind of what Matt yeah. went to, too. Viking Vikings, the only dog he teased up here. Um, but yeah, it's, it was all the big favorites teasing down.
2: I'll ask it this way though. If I did
4: come to you on Monday and I said, well, one of them lost Or let's say Tuesday. One of them lost. Which one is it? I mean, I guess the Vikings. I mean, while I'm, I don't like this Packers, and I think Jordan Love is actually probably. I mean, statistically, we already know he's one of the bottom, you know, six, seven quarterbacks in the NFL. But I think just from a, I think we've seen enough of a body of work right now that it seems like. Maybe if he were to reach his ceiling, his ceiling would be slightly below league average. I just don't think that you you can see the stuff. You know how you like just get it sometimes with guys like you can watch and even though, like even though Bryce Young has, has struggled so far, like he hasn't made a ton of just completely boneheaded plays. It's yep. just you know, you, right. and you're kind of like you know what I could see maybe him getting it somewhere along the way. Obviously, Stroud has looked amazing, and but like you you see Love, and it's just like three just complete numbskull plays like a game and you're just going (laughs) that's not gonna that's not gonna change right like you can't shake that like that's just like something inside of him that he's not gonna be able to to get rid of so i don't know i'm not buying in on the packers very much that being said hawkinson injury bothers me a little bit with the vikings obviously you're already without jefferson so there's that one is the one that i think that that bothers me the most is is the vikings leg Dumb skull caches on the show this morning. Yeah, point that out. <laughs> well, here's the here's the thing. Here's the as I sit here, yeah. anyone that's spent a time around me outside of you know this order, I. I curse words sent 10 to come no <laughs>
1: no <laughs> so
4: as i'm sitting here and i want no. to call something yeah. there's something like a, a yeah. play a certain way or whatever i'm I, my brain is like going overload i'm like i'm like listen matt you're on air <laughs> you cannot say what it's like just like what what come numskull is what would end up coming to my it's the casual setting know? i yeah. think yeah, is what. It is. Of, yeah It's one
2: Um, of those things. Let's do your props here before we Mm -hmm. get to the other side. So one of them is involved in that Vikings game. Mm -hmm.
4: All right. So Cam Akers, and this this is more of a looking at these guys' role and then going from there, right, which is Cam Akers over seven and a half receiving yards. If you look at Cam Akers, they're using him more and so his usage rate is up and so with his usage rate being up and him getting more snaps i expect that to continue on a little bit further if you there are a lot of guys out there who were screaming this in the in the in the offseason and i was kind of blind to this i think maybe because there were flashes here and there but they were saying Madison's really inefficient, right? Like they were like, no, this is not kind of a one-for-one trade with Cook. It's it's like Madison is he's fine, but he's not like a true number one. I think the Vikings proved that whenever they went out and got acres in the first place, because they started to notice it. And so his, you can see that his usage in this offense has trickled up over the last couple of weeks. And so getting a number, I think, like this as low as it is at seven and a half, as long as we get a few more snaps, like I imagine we're going to get, where I think they kind of want to get to where it was. You know, it was like 70-30, Then it was like sixty. I think they'd rather get the flip of that, which is Acres sixty forty to Madison, and then maybe even Acres seventy thirty to Madison somewhere along the way. Because I, the more talented guy is Acres, is Acres had a bad attitude. You know, he was he was upset over there. He wasn't getting the the yeah. goal line touches and all that, and he's like, I gotta score touchdowns. <laughs> that's how I get a race. And so he was mad about that. And so he now he's out of there. He's <laughs> mad at Florida State. that was an actual yeah. transcript from. Yeah, that. yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, yes. deep Southern accent. I can't yeah. <laughs> and so, so he, uh, you know, if we, if we get the more, more snaps here, look, seven and a half it will seem like a gift. And if we don't, and if we get the same amount of snaps, then it won't. And then we'll be sweating this a lot. But I think that we, I think this one is one that I feel fairly confident. I have this closer to 12 yards. And so with that, it's a, it's a pretty big edge for me. By the way, Dalvin Cook, uh, unrelated to this, yeah.
2: also asking out of New yes. York now. Nicole yes.
4: Hardman again.
3: Yeah. Let's yeah. just go back. just go, go back. back
4: to Minnesota. <laughs> just go yeah. back. Yeah. Get me out of here. Yeah.
2: Let's go. Uh, your other one here is in the uh, Jags game.
4: Yeah, I wanted I wanted some sort of exposure to the Jags, and I just couldn't quite pull the trigger on them when Ke- so kelly and i were talking about this on that sunday show when we were we were looking at it, and it was two and i thought that maybe it was baked in that they were still worried about t- about trevor lawrence being injured or something i thought that this would for sure get to three or on the other side of three that i was wrong it does look like it's trending to three right now it is juice two and a half now on on the jags and this the one but i wanted some sort of exposure and kirk for whatever reason has kind of has kind of taken over with the number one role from Ridley. I think they wanted Ridley to be the one when they started the season, couldn't figure it out. It looked like he would be for a second. And then they just kind of reverted back to what they know best. Or, Or maybe it was Lawrence's decision. Maybe Lawrence, like, you know what I like? throwing him better. I like the routes he runs better. I like all that. And so for, for for those reasons, I think that he's still being looked at and treated in the prop market as if he's kind of more of a either a two or a high end kind of 1B or something where I think he's more the 1A there for this team. So with that at 52 and a half, which that number is, on, is still available Juiced and 53 and a half is actually readily available at normal Juice out there. I had him closer to 70 yards, you know, in, in this game. And so with that, I, am, uh, I feel pretty good about putting Kirk in the account I actually
3: uh, just bet this before the show too tailing tailing you and uh, and Adam Chernoff who I had, I think he, he had a similar breakdown about the receiving stuff uh, on his podcast this morning uh, was listening to that talking about talking about if you look at the route tree that they have kind of Calvin Ridley running this year it's so vastly different than what he did in Atlanta and Adam is kind of making the point. They think the they thing is probably something they're going to work on during the break. But they've been using Christian Kirk as the as their really their man beater, and that's what's gonna, that's what they're really going to be going up against in Pittsburgh with that. Defense. Yeah, I mean
4: if you look, he's running routes on eighty seven percent of the dropbacks out there. He's getting a quarter target share I mean, if you're getting twenty five percent target share, that's that's what we're looking for as it is anyway, right? And so and he's getting over a quarter of the air yard So if we're looking for yardage here as opposed to receptions, we're looking for the fifty two. I mean, he's getting twenty seven percent of of the uh, Lawrence his air yards as well. So I, I like it a, a pretty good amount.
2: All right. Matt has given us one side. He had Seattle earlier in the week at two and a half, still recommends it at three and a half against the Cleveland Browns. Got two more sides, one of which the number isn't there yet either, but it does bring up a big conversation about the value of starting to backup quarterback in a specific situation. We'll get into that. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
1: A numbers game on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly, Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VEGAS when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We get tweets at beating the book, Uh, Chance Copperpot, in addition to uh, saying, hey, now that the field goal kicks are behind us, where's the eggnog challenge? He just wants to point that out. He says, I love the Kirk prop, the Christian Kirk prop, Matt. He says, I'm on that as well. Pulled the trigger last night. Best of luck. And Banshees of Atlantic City, Gil, never mind the us Bush. Thank you for saying that correctly. The play that should be banned is most tedious play in football. The try to draw them offside, take the penalty and punt nonsense. Yeah. He says, the penalty for delay of game on fourth down should be 50
4: yards and loss of down. <laughs> Stop it. Was that Chester Copperpot? That t- that t- was that Chester? Goody's reference. Chance, Chance out there. that's where he goes yeah. for the name. Uh, Chester Copperpot was it's a Goonies reference. Did you did you watch the Goonies? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he
3: goes by Chance Copperpot. I thought that was a whole reason it was Chance Copperpot.
4: No, it's Chester Copperpot oh. was the, was the Goonies guy who went missing. He was the guy who was looking for one yeah, out of Willie's yeah. gold, and he he was the one left who the map. He left the map yeah. and all the stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: Are you saying that Chance Copperpots had this had his name wrong all this time on Twitter slash <laughs> X? I don't know.
3: I just we've talked. Chance has been a a, a a listener, a longtime listener to the show, and I bl- I thought he tweeted in one time that he that's where he got the name from. We got into this conversation a little bit off air um,
2: regarding mm-hmm. the whole Kirk you know, vis-a-vis um, Calvin Ridley thing with the Jaguars. And, we, and I was just talking about like when these quarterbacks get fixated. And we talked a little bit about, or I brought it up, Matt Stafford getting fixated mm-hmm. on Cooper Cup, And how the, the Rams appear to be worse, at least they are statistically in terms of mm-hmm. points per game, since Cup's return. Because as I said earlier in the week, he is so fixated on getting the ball to his boyfriend at all times, uh, his, his podcast partner. And Puka Nakua, I just want to get the Offensive Rookie of the Year here. And again, full disclosure, I have Puka Nakua, Offensive Rookie of the Year. But also full disclosure, I've said, well, a quarterback like C.J. Stroud, I get it. A quarterback should be the short shot to win an award like this if he performs well. But are Nakua's stats so over-the-top good at this point that in reality, he really might win this now? Because he's, there's nothing, like think how we thought about Jamar Chase last year at this point. Nakua has two fewer yards receiving than, than yeah. Chase did at this point. And by the way, well past the record for most receptions as a rookie through seven games. I almost feel like we're getting to a point where it's like, I don't care that C.J. Stroud's a quarterback. What this dude is doing is largely unnoticed and epically historical.
4: Yeah, I mean, who should and who will, I think, are the two yeah. like unfortunate things with this. And it's like... You know, what, what Nakua has done so far, obviously, from a statistical standpoint, he should be the favorite and he should actually, m- m- I mean, maybe go on to win it long season, whatever. So I have half a season left or whatever, but um, they're going to always shade towards a quarterback. And in a for a little bit of it, I kind of get it because it is such an incredibly hard position to play and to be able to play it competently as a rookie is is a pretty major achievement. So I get why they want to go that direction. But yes, statistically. Puga Nakua should certainly be should certainly be the, the favorite if we're going off nothing but numbers. I think the one that's like interesting that's lingering out there, but his odds have shrunk down. To like, I mean, like Jordan Addison's usage for the Vikings is getting to a point where he is going to be true wide receiver, depending on when Jefferson can come back, right? I mean, we always the injury news this year has been so wonky. Yes, that I'm like I don't I don't know who to trust or what to trust or any time frame or any sort of anything. So. Maybe he's back in the next couple of weeks, which we thought, but maybe not. And if that's the case, like Addison is getting just elite usage and just ridiculous amounts of stuff piling on. So he, he's at least kind of a, maybe an interesting hedge on the Puka Nakua. And remember that. You, yeah. Well,
2: by the way, CJ Stratt minus
4: 210 mm-hmm. Puka Nakua, three to
2: one Jordan Addison, 15 to one at DraftKings for offensive rookie of the year. And remember, like those primetime action. We used to do like segments on end of mm-hmm. you just going through injury reports. Yeah. If we did that now, you'd just be like, I don't know if any of this
4: is true. Yeah, it's seriously like they're, they're just playing a game now. And and. It's it's probably right, you know, that they're playing a game with all of this. It's it's I mean, so the B. John Robinson thing is this. We're about to get into sports talk radio, but it is whatever, whatever. And then we'll get we'll get back to the to the games. But so the B. John Robinson thing where they're actually going to look into that the, from an NFL standpoint. I'm actually glad the Bijan thing happened last week because this is something that needs to be addressed. Like they didn't have to report him. As sick or injured or whatever, because he did get a handful of, he got like six snaps or something like that. But they knew on Saturday that they were not going to use him quite as much. They even said as much. He started feeling not good on Saturday. Us as betters, us as in the NFL, even as fantasy, you know, as, as big as fantasy is, and all these people that only watch the NFL because they're watching their fantasy players and all that. I know you maybe don't have to make an official something, but like, there's got to be at least. A sideline reporter, uh, whatever. Like someone's got to come in and say, like, yeah, yesterday, Bijan Robinson came down with whatever he came down with. They said they might even only give him a handful of snaps. To, to, to get that out there because again like everybody I mean if you know the guy's only gonna play five or six snaps w- what are we doing here I got a, a cousin to that this year is what we saw this week is after the games are even played we
2: find out yeah. that guys that have played entire games like Brock Purdy with a concussion Tyreek Hill with whatever injury yeah. is ailing him at the moment like oh these guys well, remember midweek this week we're like well they might neither is gonna play this week mm-hmm. Purdy's not going to yeah. Tyreek will but that was the, that's the other thing that sort of happened this this year is guys that you watch play entire Football games, you're unaware
4: until days after the fact, yeah. and you've already made bets, right? It, at and least this is going to change because like, yeah. the, the NFL's going to Atlanta and saying, like, hey. If you knew this on Saturday, what gives? So I mean, I think it'll yeah. a good will come from the bad, and will we as betters and fantasy players and all the different people out there that got burned by the B. John Robinson situation this past week, something will come of this. There will be a hey, listen. Even though the official injury report is is, is Friday, and you don't have to file the the actives and inactives until Sunday at ninety minutes before, if you know something's going on, you've got to at least disclose, disclose something, because there's there's too much at stake here. Cincinnati is one of your plays.
2: Yeah. You got him earlier in the week. You got him at a much better number than exists now. Uh, you got him at north of six. I I, I still bet him at three and a half. And the reason that I did... Uh, going up against the Niners is because I did not think the adjustment from Brock Purdy to Sam Darnold was enough. And I know there's a lot of people out there like, what are you talking about? It's just Brock Purdy. Didn't you see those two picks at the end of the game? Well, we found out he was concussed. Yeah, his brain wasn't working properly. We found out that. And I just, I am higher on Brock Purdy than I still feel like the conventional wisdom is. And I... Eagerly grabbed the Bengals plus three in the hook. Dr. Bob had some numbers yesterday after I gave that pick where he's like, oh, you know what Joe Burrow is as a dog? Like, just amazing record in, in the NFL as an underdog. Um, I don't know how you yeah. feel about that adjustment it, in, in points.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> they did not want, they were trying so incredibly hard. To not have to play Sam Darnold this year, like they wanted Brock Purdy to be the starting quarterback, so incredibly bad, and there was a reason for that. Like they were trying to get him back from injury, they're like, no, 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 Brock's our guy, Brock's our guy, Brock's our guy, because they did not want Sam Darnold to be quarterback. They, he's a great, I, he is probably a very fine backup situation where you feel comfortable that he's not going to completely go out there and 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 light this thing on fire, but he's not, he's not NFL starting starting quality. And with this, to 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 like get more into your handicap, guilt also. You have to assume, if we believe that Burrow if you believe what they're telling us, that each and every week he's getting healthier, it's right? He's coming off a rest coming week. Coming off of a rest week in yep. which he probably just sat there and got massages and had his leg elevated and there was ice on it the whole time, <laughs> you know? like So you have to assume, like, not only are is, is the 49ers going to be a downgrade, but you should be upgrading Cincinnati That's as right. well, That's which exactly then meets right. us at that number. That's exactly yeah. right. And by the way, the only other thing about the Darnold thing, because I'm mm-hmm. sure
2: someone's thinking that out there, wasn't there a moment in the preseason where the Niners were, were touting him
4: so heavily that for a moment you're like, he may start. Like, yeah. Didn't it feel like that at one point in the preseason, yeah. like, th- when they were still questionable yeah. as whether yeah. Purdy was going to make it back? Yeah. And, then, and then when they saw that the window that he might actually be there, they yeah. were like, they're like, no, no, no Brock Star guy. Yeah. Star guy. We're <laughs> rallying around Purdy here. But but, but all, all, all honesty, this this is a this is kind of a convergence of two different handicaps here, which is the downgrade at starting quarterback yes. for one team, exactly right. and the perceived upgrade for the other team. Because if, if we if we truly believe what they were telling us that each and every week Joe Burrow's calf was getting better and better and better. Coming out of a bye, this should be the best version of Burrow we've seen all season long. And there were at least signs that this defense was starting to kind of figure it out again. Like, that was the biggest disappointment for Cincinnati so far this year, outside of the offense kind of sputtering because a quarterback was broken. But the defense was not playing anywhere close to what they were last year. But the last two weeks heading into that bye, we saw kind of start to to get a little bit closer. And so with that, I think it's a a downgrade for one, an upgrade for the other. And then, yeah, on the other side of three, I think it's still too much. Give Give us 45 seconds on the Falcons play. Yeah, Falcons. And Kelly hates himself because I, I I said, "Hey Kelly, this look ahead right here uh, from the Falcons. If you want to get a plus number on one, that's definitely going to move on the other side of this because Ryan Tannehill's not going to play this week. This is the only injury news I've gotten right like in there's seven weeks of the season or whatever is, is the Ryan." Tannehill Why do thing. I hate myself? You know, like did you I, get it in?
3: Yeah, I did te- not. I, te- well, I teased it up. He was, uh, I got okay. it, so I've got plus seven and a half to close out at T. Oh, okay.
2: Kelly,
4: he was just talking in general. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
3: Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this was... <laughs> that was
4: much more applicable. <laughs> this, was, this, was, this was yet another one of those things, like, we, we, we've we preached it on this show, and I'm going to do it each and every week. If you get the Twitter list, if you get the guys, if you get these beat reporters, just hidden in a bye week last week, because like, the know, they, right. they were on bye, right? Like, hidden in a bye week last week was this beat reporter like, yeah, I was at the facility today, and uh, Tannehill's in a cast. And like, whatever. And I'm like, huh. Well, that seems bad, you know? And so like, I'm like, this is going to be Malik Willis or Will Levis. So I will gladly play against either one of those guys. And here we are. And it's Levis. In the yeah, end. yeah, and it's Levis. And
2: it's Levis. Matt Brown, everybody, uh, co-host with Mike Somich of The Handles, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, and the All Angles podcast where Matt just goes on and on about the NFL from his perspective. Thank you, sir, as always. Good luck on your week eight bets, everyone. Matt Brown coming back. College football with mayor, Chris Felica, and Dr. Bob. Um, next, uh, Dan Lebatard on DK. Next, enjoy.